I'm so excited to talk to you guys about today's sponsor, Pros. Pros is the custom beauty brand that is all over your feed. I had been wanting to try them for so long. And when I tell you guys that I put on my Instagram story that they were going to be sponsoring the podcast, I got so many genuine organic responses from my following of people being like, oh my God, I love Pros. I've been using it for years. So don't even just take it from me, but take it from the genuine people that reached out agreeing with me about how much they love Pros. And when Pros says custom, they actually mean it. Each and every bottle of Pros custom hair and skincare is made to order and personalized with a unique blend of naturally powerful and proven effective ingredients to meet your needs. Their in-depth consultation analyzes over 80 factors for a complete view of your life and beauty goals. One of the coolest parts of the questionnaire that I thought was they literally asked me about my location and my zip code so that they could understand how hard the water is here, what the UV index is like, if it's cold, if it's dry, and all of that goes into these truly personalized products. Pros even did a third-party, double-blind, dermatologist-supervised controlled clinical study, aka the gold standard in research studies, and Pros proved that personalization works better than off-the-shelf alternatives. So try it for yourself and get your healthiest hair in 30 days or your money back. Pros is so confident that you'll love your results that they're offering the Artie Friends listeners an exclusive trial offer so that you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% off your first subscription order at pros, P-R-O-S-E dot com slash Artie Friends. That's pros.com slash Artie Friends for your free consultation and 50% off your one-of-a-kind formulas. Pros.com slash Artie Friends. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Already Friends. This is Kara. And this is Allison. We're back together. The duo's back. You guys saw our stories last week. We had technical issues, but that's fine. That's what technology does sometimes. So we're hoping today goes a little bit smoother. This is going to be our second time recording this one. We've never had to do this before. So I feel like I'm going to be tripping and be like, wait, did I already say this? We're going to do our best. Yes. Apparently, my microphone hates me. But yeah, you know, now we learned backups on backups. We will be recording two audios at all times from now on. So this never happens again. But other than that, other than that low, we should talk about our highs. Get Do a little recap of our last week. Do you want to share what you've been up to, Allison? Totally. I think I'm going to recap kind of like the last two weeks just to catch you guys up since it's been a little while. Um, I'm kind of sad because now October is over and October is my favorite month and my favorite season. And it's my birthday month. And I just feel like there's so many cute, special things about October. And I had a great month this last month. So I've just kind of been reflecting on that. And I think this episode will be really good of talking about self-care habits because November is not my favorite month at all. I'm just like, ah, it's getting cold. I don't really like Thanksgiving. Like there's just not much to look forward to. 
It's not like super busy holiday season quite yet. It's just kind of like a grind month, to be honest. So this will be a good trial for me to also, you know, have some self-awareness and figure out what I can do to not make the month a slump. But yeah, what about you? That's funny you said it's a grind month because I feel that too. Like, I feel like I'm ready to just write new goals, like tackle everything. I'm on a roll with like creating content, doing like doing things for work. I don't know. I feel like I'm definitely catching that because I feel like summer, no one's really motivated. Everyone just wants to be outside and we're chill and hang out. And now we're like definitely away from summer. So, and I feel like being really focused and busy distracts me from how miserable it is once it gets cold out and like I can't. Yeah, when Clay and I got home from the gym last night, it was just so cold and it's starting to be at that time of year where there's like a little bit of frost in the car or frost on the car. And you go out in the morning and we we're both just looking at each other and we we're like, this is going to be a long winter. And I feel like I say that every year, but it really just dampens my spirits. <laughs> and I'm aware of that it's dampening my spirits, but it's like a battle every day to not let that happen. But yes, like you said, the peaks, the highs, what good things are happening? I did do this new tiered pricing. I can't even remember if I've talked about it on the podcast yet, but the clothes at New Wave used to just be like a normal store, you know, 18, 22, 30, like each item was just individually priced. But I had this idea to do more of like a tiered sliding scale pricing to try it out for a month. So I took all the tags off. And if you buy any one clothing item, it's 22. If you get two, it's 33 total. Get three, it's 44, and it just kind of follows that same pattern. And it's a super good deal, but I was hoping people would see that it was such a good deal. And it was really busy this month. People loved it and they were all about it. So I'm going to be continuing that maybe forever. And it saves me a lot of time not having to put tags on everything. And I don't have to waste all this money on ink putting it on the tags. So that was a really fun business win that there was a problem and I found a solution that I like and customers like. So I'm very happy about that. Yeah. You've been here and there and everywhere and back again. So let us know what you've been doing. Yes. Um, just got back from Florida. I spent the week with Connor's family on their family vacation. Um, and then before that, I had finished up the shoot with Beautiful Destinations in Oregon and Washington, which on our re-record on our first round, Allison asked me if I liked Portland or Seattle better. I felt like I was more of a Seattle gal. Allison decided that she was more of a Portland gal. So, but both are great. I'd never been to the Pacific Northwest. So that was really beautiful. So much fun. But I guess peak of the week, we had our last day at the beach on Sunday night. We left Monday morning and it had been kind of like a crappy week. Like the weather was just okay. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't like raining every single day, but it was definitely a little chilly. I had not prepared for that. (laughs) I did not pack proper clothes. So Sunday though, it was like sunny and 75. We stayed at the beach all day. It just had like a beautiful sunset. So thankfully the last day was like the best day. And yeah, I think that was my peak because you can never get bored of watching a sunset at the beach with like the beautiful pinks and oranges and yellows. And yeah. It was a good night. I love that it just ended on such a high note because I feel like you remember things in life, kind of how they either began or they ended. I know there's some psychology with that, that people really remember the start and the end of something. So even for a workout, if you start easy, work out really hard and then easy, 
you'll remember it as being like, oh, that wasn't that hard of a workout. But if you start hard, coast, and then finish hard, you'll be like, that workout was so hard. So with the trip, if you start the trip off on a great note and then you finish it off on a great note, you'll your memory of it will be like, wow, that was such a great trip. Wow, I've so, never heard that. that That's so interesting. That's really cool. Yeah, I can't remember where I read that, but it is a psychology thing that us humans do. My peak would be that I ran a half marathon last Sunday and it wasn't that hard. Like it felt really good. It was super cold and rainy out when I did it. And I started at like 7.30 at night. So it was already dark and I just did it by myself. But I ran it in two hours and six minutes. So I was really proud of that because I was like winding around my neighborhood in downtown. So definitely can do faster. I have done faster, you know, in an actual half marathon situation where there's like excitement and you're actually prepared for it. Like I literally ran errands all day beforehand, like hung out with my family, hung out with Clay's family, like ate a bunch of pancakes, like shouldn't have even been able to run it as quick as I did, but I'm really proud. And it just shows that your mind is so powerful. And if you just set out to do something, you can do it. And I feel like you need to give more of the backstory of you running this half marathon because it makes it sound like you planned this out and it was absolutely not the case. I think you need to tell that part. Okay. Okay. So that morning was the Good Life Havsey. It's like a half marathon here in Nebraska. And so throughout the day, I was like seeing a bunch of people that had ran it. You know, they're like posting their results and it's actually over in Lincoln. It's not in my city of Omaha. And a couple of like my friends and old coworkers ran it. And I was showing Clay and I was like, I'm so proud of these people. Like they literally did a half marathon and Clay had never done a half marathon and he's still doing 75 hard. So he had to do his second workout of the day outside. And so he goes and he's like, I'm just going to go for a run. I'm like, okay, cool. And all of a sudden I'm like, dude, this guy has been gone for a really long time, but I didn't really think that much of it because it's clay and that's what he does. And he comes back inside and he's like, I just ran a half marathon. And I was like, oh my God, you're an animal. And it was, I was super proud of him. And we were going to like tag team when he got back because we were working on something. I was working on it. He came back and he was going to work on it. And I was going to go for a walk. And I was like, well, now I feel like I can't just go for a walk outside. Like now I have to go run a half marathon. Why did you do this to me? And he's like, you don't have to do that. And I was like, yes, I do. Thank you. And so I just literally put my shoes on and went outside and ran it with like literally two minutes to think about it. (laughs) You're literally crazy. But again, like I always say, I expect nothing less from you. That's so fun. Congrats on doing that. Thank you. I know this girl messaged me and she was like, sis, are you okay? And I was like, (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) probably not (laughs) there's something probably loose in the screws it's fine just kidding no No, that's awesome (laughs) that's so cool that's inspiring me the farthest I've done well I don't know maybe like six miles is the furthest I've ever done so maybe a half marathon is somewhere in my future maybe not but maybe (laughs) it totally is yeah totally you're motivating me you and Clay you're lighting the fire under me love that well speaking of peaks Since we didn't read any peaks last week, uh, we are going to read a couple of them for you guys today because we don't want to miss out on hyping you up because we had tech problems. My goodness. Heck no. The first one, Alana got a new puppy. And I'm so excited for you because when I was gone in Florida, I was like literally most looking forward to getting home and cuddling Margo, my dog. So... Hope your dog is doing well and (laughs) I hope you love the puppy. Jess T, she said, I got the job. And I also have to give her some extra hype because 
I've seen her submit her other peaks over the past few weeks and I've watched them come through as like lead my resume. Um, then she like made this big presentation, like themed to her theme to the company that she was applying for. And then it was like, got the interview and then it was like finished 75 hard and now got the job. So all around, I just want to congratulate her on all of those recent accomplishments, like clearly killing it. And one thing is just leading to another thing for you. So I hope that ball just keeps rolling in your favor. That's awesome. And finally, Lauren had unexpected financial things come up, but decided to stay positive and manifest things and ended up working out. And that's awesome. That's totally part of the podcast and what we love to share. We totally believe in manifesting. We've seen it work in both of our lives. So we are very happy for you. Well, with all that, I think we can go ahead and introduce today's topic. And that is all about habits, why they matter, and where you want to give you guys some tips for some simple daily habits you can add to your daily routine that'll really prioritize your self-care. I think we had a lot of reasons why we wanted to talk about this topic. One, it's been highly requested. People are really liking when we talk about habits because Allison and I are very much people who get into the same habits, try to get into good routines and implement things into our daily lives that make it easy to succeed and easy for us to, I don't know, feel good about ourselves and have a healthy lifestyle. But especially with it being November and once the cold weather creeps in, I feel like also creeps in the desire to stay in bed all day and to be cozy and not do anything. So I think with this topic, we will give some good tips for, yeah, how to keep those Great habits we built this summer with Hot Girl Summer and 75 Hard and everything and moving on into the winter. Yeah. And while I was researching habits, um, I wanted to briefly touch on like the psychology of it. So according to the Power of Habit author Charles Duhigg, habits are an important force that our brains actually cling to because they create neurological cravings where a certain behavior is rewarded by the release of pleasure chemicals in the brain. So basically, like the brain makes shortcuts when you start doing things on repeat so that it automates. And so truly habits and self-care and routine is kind of, they're all like buzzwords right now, but there is a lot of merit to it. The way we do these little things in all of our day-to-day lives really do add up to be the big things. And so really quick, we're going to kind of go into some ways to stick to habits. And then we will give you all of our tips, tricks, and advice around the topic. Yes. So first off, make sure you're starting small. I feel like there are so many big goals we have, but to run a marathon, you need to start with a 5K or even a mile. So start small and build up from there. Be intentional. Even in elementary school, we learned SMART goals. You guys remember those? Like make sure it's measurable, attainable, intentional. Third, celebrate your wins. That's why we love journaling. Write down your wins of the week, of the day. And that's why we love having our peaks of the week on here because we like celebrating your wins and it helps you measure your success. Have a partner accountability buddy, someone that you go to the gym with or stick to a certain diet with. And number five, seek balance and be realistic. A goal is a long-term change. So you want it to be sustainable. So just, yeah, be realistic with yourself and what you can handle right now. Maybe some goals are for another season of your life or they can be tackled now. So just, yeah, make sure you're balanced all around and be honest with yourself about what you can handle and do. 
Totally. I think that's all really well said because it, it is building. Like I knew a while, like a year ago, I was like, I could never like quit drinking and go plant-based and get a workout routine all at once. I was like, let me figure out what's most important. I'm going to start there. And then once I got that figured out, I'm going to layer and keep building. And with everything we're going to say here, like take it with a grain of salt and filter it through your own life. Like apply what inspires you and motivates you. Leave the rest. Like this is just our personal way of going about life. And maybe you can even, you know, take the general concept and apply it to the specific thing in your life. And we're also calling these simple habits, but that doesn't mean that they're easy. So please do not think that we're saying any of this is easy. These are going to be simple changes, but truly sometimes the most simple fixes that are monotonous and require that attention every day can actually be really, really hard. So please do not think that we're using the word simple and easy interchangeably because they're not. And we just want to acknowledge that. Yeah, absolutely. And most of my tips, I'm going to try to give ones that don't require spending any money because I think a lot of times that holds us back. It's like, oh, well, I can't do this thing until I buy that. And I can't do that until I have money to buy that. So for mine, I'm going to try to give advice that you can literally start today. Don't have to do anything crazy to get going on it. So my first thing is the no phone in bed rule. I think Clay and I probably started doing this like six months ago. And you've probably heard me talk about it on the podcast before, but it's truly one of the most life-changing things I've done. So we have our two iPhone chargers just like out in the living room and we charge our phones right there on the nightstand. And there's like 10 layers to why this one simple change is so huge. At night, you're not laying in bed, just like endlessly scrolling. So that's better to not have like, you know, all of that blue light on your eyes right before you're falling asleep. It's better for your brain because you're not overstimulating it while you're trying to go to sleep. It teaches your brain that while you're laying in bed, that time is for bed. It's not for scrolling. And then you can, you know, think about your day or you can talk to your partner or you can just kind of get into that more relaxed state easier. And on the flip side, in the morning, I use the alarm on my phone. And it makes me get up on my first alarm every time because I have to get up, walk out of the room, open the door and turn my alarm off. And by that point, like I'm not going to go back to bed. I've already totally gotten up and out. And so I just turn my alarm off and then I leave my phone there and then I can do my morning without immediately you know, scrolling. And because it's not comfortable for me to stand while my phone is plugged in on a nightstand in the corner of my living room, like it's not really like a fun spot to scroll. So it helps me not, you know, when you're charging your phone in bed, it's easy to turn your alarm off and be like, oh, I'm so cozy. Let me just sit here for 20 minutes. It just kind of helps kickstart your your day, right? That was a very loaded tip and sorry <laughs> to go into that into too much detail. So, but yeah, what is your tip? next tip, Kara? No, that's great. And it's definitely a great tip. I swear in high school, I used to do that. Like I couldn't get out of bed for school. So I'd have to like put my alarm clock in my bathroom. So I would have to get up. So no, I think it has a lot of merit to it. So love that. One of my tips that I think is just such a simple habit that has transformed my life is just finding a way to move my body every single day. And for me, I try to get 10,000 steps. I think that is just the easiest way to measure moving your body and like getting a walk-in or just not sitting in your house all day. So what I try to do is I try to walk Margo once a day. I try to walk on the treadmill. Like this morning, I just did 30 minutes on the treadmill 
And kind of tying back into what you said, like I woke up, I put my phone in the other room. Um, I told our Patreon listeners that I bought an alarm clock. So <laughs> I don't know. Hopefully I can use an alarm clock because I just, the the iPhone alarms like trigger me. There's something inside of me that it just like irks me and kind of like, it just sets me off. So I bought an alarm clock, TBD on how it goes. But um, yeah, I had my phone in the other room, woke up this morning went straight to the gym and then looked at my phone and stuff at the gym on the treadmill, which that's something we've also talked about in other episodes. Like if you are someone who loves to have like that 30, 45 minute scroll in the morning, do it on a treadmill, do it on a walk, like kill two birds with one stone. But yeah, I think moving your body every single day just releases endorphins, helps you manage stress. If you're someone who has a lot of stress in your life, that is just one easy way to, I don't know, combat that. So yeah. Love that. My next tip would be to set items out the night before so that your next morning runs really smooth. I don't have to do this as much now since I like work from home and I'm on a more flexible schedule, but I did this a lot in high school and college. And when I had an early morning job, you know, some things such as pack your lunch the night before, get the coffee all ready and set so that all you have to do is turn it on, or maybe you're a tea drinker, set out your outfit the night before leave your like purse keys and maybe any things that you would need for errands you're going to run. Maybe you're going to drop off dry cleaning. Maybe you need your reusable totes to go get groceries. Just like set all of that out the night before. That way the next morning when your brain is thinking about a million things, you've just already set yourself up for success. And it really only takes like 10 to 20 minutes the night before to get all of those ducks in a row. But the payoff the next morning is huge. And tying it back to our five rapid fire ways to get a good habit, start small. Start with just your work outfit. Like if you can just lay out what you're going to wear the next day, do that for a week or two. Then maybe add in packing a lunch. That'll save you $10, $15 every single day instead of going out and buying Chipotle or a salad somewhere. And then like each week or every two weeks, move at whatever pace you want. Start adding more things. And yeah, that's kind of how you build like then the night before you have everything ready, everything's good to go. There's no rush or stress in the morning at all. But I'm just going to echo this one because I love doing this for getting to the gym because I love going to the gym, but unfortunately I am just not great about getting there. So laying out what I'm going to wear to the gym and have my keys in the same spot every single morning, like 100% gets me to lifting and getting on the treadmill. But if you are someone who loves classes, I think that one of the best tips for building the habit of working out is signing up for those classes because if you do not go, they will charge you. So nothing gets me to working out more than knowing that if I don't go to this Orange Theory class that I signed up for last week, that I'll be charged like $12. So if you're trying to get in a better habit of like working out, moving your body, consider buying like four classes a month. It doesn't need to be anything crazy at all and schedule one a week. You will be there because you will do anything to not get charged that late fee or no show fee. I promise you. Kind of going off of that, if you, on my side of being like, if you don't want to spend money, you could do our tip of having an accountability buddy. So if you just have a regular gym membership without classes... Mm -hmm. You could, you know, tell a friend, tell your parent, tell your partner, whatever, like tomorrow morning, I'm going to the gym at 8 a.m. Like, make sure I do it because that really does hold you to it. Like, I feel very awkward if I tell someone I'm going to do something and then I don't follow through and then I have to explain like, 
Yeah, I didn't end up going to the gym because I just kind of walked around the apartment and sat on my phone and tidied things up. You know, it's just, you don't want to have to explain that. So Mm -hmm. by telling someone what your habits that you're trying to change are, then they can kind of help keep you in check. My next tip, I feel like all of these have to do with the apartment, but I am truly someone who, if my space is not clean, inspiring, and everything's in check, like I literally cannot be productive. I am the type of person who can have a hundred things on my to-do list, but if I need to vacuum or there's like dishes or something, like I have to do all of that before I can even do my list. So for me, a lot of these are kind of coming back to like creating the physical and mental space to even be able to do the things that you need to do. It's kind of like starting with a good foundation. But something that we do every night is tidy. Actually, this is kind of me. Clay takes the mornings because he likes to wake up earlier and then I do the evening stuff. But I tidy up our entire apartment before bed every night. Definitely learned this from my parents. So shout out to them. But if you were like on the couch, folding the blankets, fluffing the pillows back up, taking any water glasses, or maybe there were snacks, whatever, putting those in the dishwasher, wiping down the counter, moving, you know, maybe the coats and the shoes back to the closet where they belong. Just all of those little things that get left out throughout a day because it's life, you're doing things. But then the next morning you can start fresh and then things don't pile up. It's just that little 10 minutes every night can save you from having to have these like hour long cleaning sessions because it's just always pretty tidy. And maybe maybe I'm coming from a place where that's pretty easy for me because I've been doing it my whole life. But as Kara said, you could start small. You could work on tidying up maybe just the kitchen to start. Maybe, maybe add on the living room and maybe add on your bedroom later. Yeah, even the just the dishes. Like start super small and just have the dishes, never leave them in the sink or like do them every single night. I know for me, that's where it started because I just hated waking up in the morning and having dishes in the sink. Like that is not a great way to start your day. When you get back from the gym and you're ready to have breakfast, it's like, ah, oh, now I gotta spend 20 minutes washing this pan. Like, no. So in our house, it was... We never left the dishes overnight. And then it was like, okay, well, if I redid the dishes, I'm going to wipe down the counters and I'm going to wipe down the stove. And then all of a sudden it became this habit where every single night before I go to bed, the kitchen's clean. So yeah, I love that tip. That's super helpful. I agree. Mine and Clay's kind of thing with that. This probably isn't for everyone, but we actually clean up the cooking things before we eat the meal. So the meal is kind of the reward, which granted in the food is like a smidge cold, but not usually. Like if you just clean as you're going... And then spend five minutes scrubbing the pans. And it's like, wow, now we get to eat and we don't have to do any dishes after we eat. It's fantastic. No, that's a great tip. I used to do that when I had roommates because I was deadly afraid of like being the roommate that left the dirty dishes. (laughs) Just because in college, I feel like I was way more scatterbrained than I am now. I was like, I'm going to clean this pan before I even sit down because there is a chance that I'm going to forget. And I just don't want to be that roommate that does that. No, that is a great tip. Definitely consider that because... It's a great habit to get into. I know you wanted to talk about skincare a little bit. Did you want to touch on that? Yeah, I think a really simple habit for self-care is just having a good skincare routine. And I do not mean a 27-step regimen that costs you $1,000 every two months. Like, no, I think by good skincare routine, I just mean washing your face and moisturizing because your skincare routine is literally a set of habits in itself. And waking up every single morning and just kind of having fresh, clean, soft, moisturized skin, like that is just such a good feeling. And I don't know, I feel like people that they always joke, people with good skincare routines, 
like have their life together. But again, it doesn't have to be complicated. For the last three, four years, I've literally just used like a gentle cleanser and a moisturizer. Now I'm kind of starting to add a couple other steps here and there, but that's still like really all I do. And it just makes a little small moment of your day luxurious and enjoyable. And I love going to bed with like that dewy, glowy face. And yeah, I think knowing that you're taking good care of your skin in the long term is such a good feeling. And there's so many good products that are literally under $20, $10 that you can use and will last you a year or two. So if you don't have a good skincare routine, think about that because it's a great way to take care of yourself now and for the future. Love that. Okay, this one I didn't write down, but I just thought of it while you were saying that. And I don't know if it's a self-care habit, maybe as much as like a motivation habit. But if you are someone that studies at home a lot or works at home, literally putting shoes on because I'm not going to put makeup on just to work at home, not to see anyone. And I don't really want to like wear jeans because that's not comfortable. I'll change out of my pajamas, but I still kind of want to be in, you know, like maybe cute athletic wear to work from home. But literally putting on shoes makes me feel like I'm like going to work. And then you're like walking around the house and you just kind of like feel like you're like more ready for the day. You're not going to like go crawl into bed or like curl up on the couch if you have your shoes on. So I feel like that's like a really good, weird thing that I do every day is I wear shoes when I'm like in my work mode around the house. And then in the evening, after we've eaten, after everything's cleaned up, I'm like, okay, I can finally take my shoes off for the day. And that means like it's curl up time. Yes. Your shoes for you is synonymous to jeans for me. Okay. Like I wear jeans every single day. It just tricks my brain into being into work mode. And I feel more put together. Like I don't know, Connor had a coworker randomly stop by a couple weeks ago. And instead of me being in the house working from home, like they literally just walked in. I don't know why, but I was in jeans and a nice shirt. And she was like, I can't believe you dress up for work from home every single day. I'm like, well, if I didn't, I would just be like laying in bed. Like I have to trick my brain into thinking that I'm going into the office. So I think that's a really good tip. Definitely switch into something that's not your pajamas because that's such an easy thing to fall into. And then I don't know, pajamas tricks your brain into thinking that you're sleeping and being cozy and lazy. So if it's shoes for you, if it's jeans, whatever, figure out what that is and wear that every single day while you're working. Exactly. And when you're going to bed, make sure to put pajamas on so that then you can tell your brain that it's time to sleep. That has actually been one of my favorite adult things that I've done is like wear nice pajamas. I wear like my granted, everything is thrifted, but they're like silky shirts and silky pants and robes. And it feels kind of like how you're talking about the dewiness of a good skincare routine after you've got your face all washed and moisturized. I do that. And then I put like this nice robe on and I'm like, I am such a clean, fancy gal. Like this feels so good. I love it so much, but it doesn't really cost me anything. And then the next morning, like, I'm not going to hang out in my robe all day. So then it forces me to change out of it. And I think this is especially important coming up on, you know, it being colder out. It's so easy to just wear like an oversized hoodie and baggy sweatpants and wear them to bed and then wear them throughout the day and then wear them to run errands. And then all of a sudden you're wearing it to bed again and you just sort of kind of not like changing. But I'm like thinking of me during quarantine last year. I'm like, oh, I just kind of like rolled one day into the next, but that's not good. Your brain needs to realize like there are different segments to your day and each new day is like a fresh start. So just whatever that is for you, like you said, maybe, maybe it's a robe, maybe it's jeans during the day. Find what works for you. 
Yeah, that's great. All right. And one of my next tips is really using the reusable tote bags that are probably shoved in extraneous places around your car and your apartment. For me, I like to keep them in the trunk of my car, clean, ready to go all the time. That way, when I'm actually at the grocery store, they're with me. And, you know, sometimes you end up going to the store like on the way home from a different errand or something. And yes, I love the reusable totes to be mindful and sustainable. But it's also really good for keeping your budget in check and like not going overboard, kind of like not going to the grocery store hungry. For me, this is kind of like, okay, I'm only going to bring in three reusable totes to the store because I only need X, Y, and Z. And then I don't wander into all of the aisles and suddenly have this whole cart. And then I force myself that if I go over those three, I have to carry it out to my car. I don't get to just use an extra bag and I don't want to do that. And I live up this really long staircase and it's a pain in the ass if I have to like juggle all of these things. So it really keeps me in check for spending at the grocery store and not overbuying because it's so easy to get like excited. You're like, oh my gosh, all of these foods are just so much better than the food that I have at home. And then you just want to buy everything. And then you get home and three days pass and you're like, I'm bored of all of this. And it's like, well, that's fine. Now you can go back to the grocery store because you only bought a couple of things. It just keeps you from having food waste and not being bored of what's in your pantry because you can get fresh stuff if you want it. Yeah. I like to keep my reusable totes next to my keys because I physically cannot get in my car to go to the grocery store without seeing the tote bags. Or yeah, keeping them in your car is really good too. I should just throw them in my car. That's really smart. We love a good tote. Yeah, we love a good tote. Is that some foreshadowing maybe? Who knows? Yeah, she'll have to see. (laughs) (laughs) My last tip is to find a home for everything in your space or your office or your closet or your car. It's just really helpful when you're putting everything away that everything has a spot, especially if you're living with roommates, partners, kids, whatever. That way you're not like, where did you guys put the candle lighter? Where did this go? Where did this go? It's like everything should have a home. And if your drawers are overflowing or your closet's overflowing, then maybe some adjustments should be made. So it's not just like, oh, this hangs out over here because I have nowhere else to put it. Everything should have a place. And I've also been reading this book called like Joshua Tree something. It was, I actually got it as a coffee table book when I was out in Joshua Tree. But turns out it's a really, really good book about sustainability, mindfulness, and like creating your perfect home space that works for you. And in it, they talk a lot about that the things in your home are meant to be used. I think we all kind of get caught up in like consumer culture of just having all of these things on our shelves and counters and tables that are like just for looks. But I've recently started transitioning into more of like having actual functional things that look good. They're not just there to look good. I can use them. So I have this adorable like Palo Santo tray with Palo Santo on it and the room spray is adorable. So it sits out because it's, I'm like looking at my shelf right now going through things. I have my crystals. I have my coffee table books that actually have merit. (laughs) I have my tarot cards. I have plants and cute containers for my fruit, like they're actual fruit baskets. Just that way there's not like clutter around you that isn't serving any purpose. And don't get me wrong. I love art for the sake of art. I'm an art major. So totally do that too. But sometimes it's easy just to buy something to be like, oh, this is cute. But like you have no purpose for it. And then the trends change. And six months later, 
You're like, why did I buy this random thing with a stupid calligraphy quote on it that is just like sitting on my counter that I'm so over? So it just kind of goes also back into being intentional when you're buying things and being mindful of what you bring into your home. Because if you think of yourself like a little Sims character, do you remember playing Sims and like their environment meter would go up? I think of myself like that, like, okay, if I'm in my apartment, like, is my environment meter going up or down? And if there's a bunch of stuff in here that's not serving me, it's got to go because it's it's bringing me down. With this tip, finding a home for everything, I thought of my closet. I remember back in middle school, I watched Juicy Star 07, Blair. (laughs) She's like one of the OG YouTubers. Back in like 2008, I watched one of her YouTube videos. And basically she organized her closet in like different chunks of what was tank tops, short sleeve, long sleeve, and all of those into color coordination. And like to this day, I still do that. And I feel like it makes me put things away because I know exactly where it's going to go. They don't sit on the floor because I'm not stressed out about where it's going to go in my closet or even like in the morning. I'm not even stressed if I didn't put an outfit out because I know exactly where my things are. So... If you don't have a closet organization tool, I know Allison organizes her closet. It's probably a little bit different than that. But if you don't have a way to organize like exactly where you're going to put your things, maybe think about starting just with color coordinating everything and doing red, orange, yellow, you know, all that stuff. Because like we keep saying, you've got to trick your brain into doing things that are easy for you. 100% agree. Big closet organization girl. I go by sleeve length pretty much. And then... All of my drawers, of course, are psychotically organized. There's a cute container for my thongs. All of the socks are perfectly paired and folded together. But going off of what we're talking about with clutter, I truly think that if you have, the more you have around you, the less you actually realize what you have. Like if your closet is just overflowing and your cupboards are overflowing, your brain honestly just kind of sees like stuff, chaos. It all molds together. But when you can, minimize what you have, you realize like actually how much you have in our cupboard. For example, the thing we probably have the most of is coffee mugs. And I'm like, that's okay. Cause I use one every single day. I think we maybe still only have 10, but for plates, we have six plates. That's it. We have four bowls. That's it. Because that's all that like fits nicely in a pleasing way. And if I have more than that, then there, that just allows extra plates to be left out or in the dishwasher or it's just too much for me. And this came, like we were saying, over a long period of time. I've been minimizing and cutting down. But if you have your favorite stuff, just get rid of the stuff that you don't like. Don't have that extra plate set in your cupboard if you never, ever, ever use it. It's not doing any good just sitting there. Yeah. And that can be someone yes. else's treasure. Take it to Goodwill. Someone's going to love that set of six plates that you literally never touch. So yeah. And it forces you to clean it. I think that's a great tip because if you only have six plates and three of them are dirty, they can't stay dirty for too long because you're going to need those for your next meals and stuff. So yeah. Okay. I think now we can hop into our Patreon subscribers tips. As you guys know, our podcast is ad-free because of our support from the Patreon. And we asked our subscribers, what are some of their best tips for self-care? So the first one, Bree said, cooking a homemade meal. It's so easy nowadays to get takeout, but nothing beats a good, satisfying, home-cooked meal. And I think we can all relate to that. I think it's so therapeutic to cook something. And for me, I put everything away. Like I don't really listen to anything. If I'm going to listen to something, it's like 
Billie Holiday Radio, jazz. Totally go on Spotify and I look up like cooking playlist and it's like old classic music. But I think that's just like a great time of the day to just like zone out, especially at dinner and just like debrief from the day, chop some vegetables, fry something in the pan, distraction free. No screen time. Yeah. It's like a really good time to not be looking at your phone. Love that. Uh, Bailey said, giving herself enough time each morning to make an intentional breakfast, making sure she's getting her carbs, protein, fats, and fiber. And she does all this without the distraction of her phone. And she can allow herself to get into her thoughts and journal while she sets her intentions for the day. I think we're both very on board with that morning routine. Extra props for her for knowing her macros. I'm not there yet. Hopefully I will get there. (laughs) And then Maggie has a list of things that are part of her simple habits. Essential oil showers have been life-changing for her. Yeah, that's another like great thing you can do. I have one as well. I have like a essential oil spray and I just like spray in my shower. It makes it really nice and relaxing. She drinks decaf green tea with spearmint leaves. That's good for preventing hormonal breakouts. Other habits she has, getting off her phone, lighting a candle and reading a book before bed and then stretching and yoga. If you can find a way to get in the habit of stretching every single night or every morning, that is a great daily practice. No one feels bad after stretching or yoga. Agreed. Going off the shower thing, I've been putting eucalyptus in my shower for like the last year probably. I just get it from Trader Joe's. It's very affordable there, like maybe less than $5. And the smell that it brings to the entire bathroom and like spews out into the hallway, even when the shower's not on, it just smells so good. I cannot believe that I went 26 years without eucalyptus in my shower. And it's cute and it looks nice. Even if you don't have time to get it fresh all the time, even when it's in your shower and it's kind of dried out, it still looks really cute. (laughs) That's also why I buy baby's breath because it looks like the same when it starts to die. And I love how it looks fresh and dead because it's like the same and it's just white and it fits my aesthetic. And then I don't have to be like, oh, I bought flowers and they already died after a few days. I get to reap the benefits for like literally ever. That's a great tip. Do you just buy a bundle of baby's breath or do you mix any flowers in there? No, I pretty much just buy baby's breath now. If you ever see on my stories me having stuff that's not baby's breath, it's probably a gift from my mom because my mom is an angel and loves to bring me flowers. So sometimes I'll mix the dried flowers from like my mom's gifts in with the baby's breath. But I even think of okay of just baby's breath is so beautiful by itself. And then as it dries, you can like cut the stems and, you know, maybe set them in your windowsill or like set some on your nightstand. It's just like the most perfect flower. When I die, bury me in baby's breath. Okay, that's so <laughs> fun. I love that tip. I hate the feeling when you bought flowers and they all look dead after four days. So I will be looking into more baby's breath. Okay, so with all that, I think we just want to do some final thoughts and wrap up. Again, I just love this episode because like we said, we want to make sure we're staying on top of our good habits and give each other good ideas for good habits. And of course, inspire you guys to keep those good habits moving into a depressing winter. Allison, any other thoughts you have? Probably two last thoughts. One, if you are someone who has like a candle obsession, like the majority of us, I've really tried to tone down my candle buying and I've been lighting way more Palo Santo because it actually serves to like clear out the negative energy in the space. It smells so amazing. 
And like a few sticks of Palo Santo will like literally last you a year. And it's like such a potent, calming, therapeutic smell and practice to do. You can probably buy it at like uh, natural grocers or like a boutique near you. But I love Palo Santo. Because candles are amazing, but candles can be super, super expensive. And a lot can have like toxins in them. So that's just something I've been trying. And then I usually, and my last thing to end my night when my phone is charging in the living room, Clay and I play this little game called tell me three things you're grateful for, or like the three best things that happened to you today. And it's a good way for us to uh, like reflect on the day. Obviously showing gratitude is going to let the universe give you way more abundance in your life. And if you don't know what your partner was doing all day, it's just a great way to touch base. You don't have a partner. You can play this with yourself or you can play this with roommates. Or if talking about it verbally maybe feels weird, you could just write it down in your journal. Uh, For me, this is just kind of what's been working because it's dark in our room and we have our phones away. So it's just kind of like a nice pillow talk time. But yeah, of course we talk so much on here, how important it is to show gratitude and if the last thing you do before you go to bed is just, you know, say thank you for all the amazing things that are happening in your day. I think it really sets the tone for falling asleep a little more peaceful and waking up the next day in a good mood. Absolutely. And like we always say, if you're appreciating the things that the universe and life brings you, you're only going to get more of it. And I have one last final note on the Palo Santo. I bought some in June from New Wave. I've literally only used like two sticks and I use it all the time. So yes, it does last forever. And I also love it more than candles because I'm sitting at my desk all day working. And, you know, after the scent kind of fades after a couple hours, you have to get up and like walk around and, you know, wave it across your room. And I think like getting up and like having a reason to get up every couple of hours or every hour, if you want to freshen up the scent even more, is a great thing. So you're not just sitting at your desk all day. Gives like a little reason to walk around a bit. So I love that. Totally. And if you guys don't know what we're talking about, Palo Santo is, it comes from a tree that's already fallen. So they don't harvest any living trees. It's basically like a little piece of wood. They can be anywhere between like three and six inches long. And it's like a long stick and you light the end. And then it just like burns for, you know, depending on how intensely you light it, 30 seconds to like a minute and a half. And you just walk it around your place and it makes a nice aromatic smoke. And then it goes out. So it's not like an incense where it will burn all the way to the end. It just does it a little bit and then it puts itself out. So I just have mine on like an old ceramic tray. You could put it in an old coffee mug. You don't have to overthink where it's going to go. That was good explanation because before I bought mine from your store in the summer, I had no idea what it was. So thank you for that clarification. Definitely check it out. It's more like ethical sage. You guys all probably know sage. It's like the more respected option by society. Because sage has been getting more popular and they're growing more of it. And is that why? Or um, Sage is just, it was a sacred cultural practice with Native Americans and other indigenous cultures. And it's like a living, it's like a bundle of leaves. And so it was meant to just kind of be like ceremonious and sacred. And by the growing popularity of it, they had, to, you know, of course, get more of it. And then people were doing it in ways that wasn't necessarily sacred or intentional. Just like, oh, let me just light sage every day all the time. So Palo Santo, whilst Palo Santo still does have some of that um, sacredness to it, it's more widely available. Definitely still make sure you're finding 
a type of Palo Santo that is sustainably harvested, it'll say it when you're buying it. Um, but yeah, it comes from trees that have already fallen that would just decay in the forest anyway. So personally, I think why not use it and reap some benefits from it if it's just going to be laying and decay on the ground anyway. That's great. Thank you for that backstory and the clarification because that was all new to me when you told me all of that. So I think that'll benefit some of our listeners just to, just to know more about it. So thank you. You're welcome. And I'm sure I butchered some of that. So don't take what I said word for word, but that's the, that's the general gist. Well, with that, I hope you guys got some good tips. I think we shared some good stuff here, some good nuggets. And like we always say, we're not perfect. We're always striving to have better habits, better morning, afternoon, evening routines. So take this as you want. Take whatever nuggets of things we said and apply it wherever you'd like. And yes, don't forget, start small, be intentional, celebrate your wins, find an accountability partner, and just seek balance and be realistic. And you'll be good to go. I love that. That's amazing. And show gratitude. That's the big one. Because if you think about it, let's say you found a $1 bill on the ground. If you look at it and you're like, I wanted that to be a $5 bill. If the universe is giving you a small nugget and then you're like not feeling grateful for it and you're like, I just wanted more. It's going to be like, well, why aren't you just thankful for, for what you already have? So until you can be in a place where you're truly noticing the abundance and great things that you have going for you, it's going to be hard to manifest more great things into your life. So yeah, all of these habits and tips are basically the building blocks for success, we think, because it's easy to talk about these big dreams and goals, but unless you have a balanced day and you're doing the little things behind the scenes, it's going to be hard to achieve the big things. Absolutely. With that, that was another episode of Already Friends. Thank you for listening. If you're enjoying, make sure to share this to your story, share this with a friend, or leave us a nice review. We always appreciate it and love seeing that you guys are listening and enjoying the podcast. We love you guys and we hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Already Friends. It means the world to us that you are listening, liking, subscribing, and following us on Instagram. We are really trying to build up our rating in Apple Podcasts. So if you could leave a review, we are a review and a rating. We are doing a giveaway at the end of the year for AirPod Pros. So Kara is going to tell you how you can enter that giveaway. Yes. So to be entered into this giveaway, you need to leave a five-star rating and review on the Apple Podcast app. Go ahead and click five-star, write a little snippet about what you're enjoying with the podcast, and then screenshot that and send it to our Instagram at We're Already Friends. That way you'll be entered. We'll see it. And yeah, we're doing the drawing at the end of the year. So again, thank you for your support. It really means the world to us and it lets us keep doing what we're doing. Yes. Thank you guys so much. We'll catch you next time. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.